present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Sell and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Hello and welcome to I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue. You join us for a second visit to Halifax, the fine Yorkshire town at the very epicentre of the county's cultural life. <laughs> Amongst Halifax's many architectural jewels is the classically inspired Stansfield Hall, built in the 1840s by the architect Charles Barry for David Stansfield. At first sight, Stansfield, a wealthy clothing merchant, disliked the proportions, saying the Doric colonnades were too long. But Barry assured him they'd ride up with wear. <laughs> the need for new housing in Halifax during the Industrial Revolution prompted the formation of building societies. The first was suggested in 1853 by Samuel Hansen, a local businessman, who became so disillusioned with depositing his money with traditional banks it began to affect his marriage. As his wife relates in her diaries, Hansen would put it in, lose interest, and take it out again. <laughs> the inventor Joseph Stanner worked here on the prototype of the stairlift, which bears his name. He experimented by placing his elderly mother in an electrically propelled armchair, which ran on rails attached to the staircase of their home. However, much to the annoyance of his mother, when Stanner first tested his machine, it malfunctioned badly. She went through the roof. <laughs> As we can see, down the years, Halifax has become famous for many noteworthy people. So by way of contrast... <laughs> let's meet the teams. On my left, Barry Cryer and Graham Garden... On my right, Tim Brooke-Taylor and Rob Bryden. And returning from doing a special request on Parkinson. Please welcome the ever-delightful Samantha. We kick off this week with the round called Uxbridge English Dictionary. English is a rich and varied language, but there are those who are ignorant of the technical differences between apparently similar terms, such as celebrate and commemorate. Well, those of us who've taken the trouble to look them up know that commemorate means to honor or to keep alive a memory, whereas celebrate means not having sex. <laughs> but the meanings of words are constantly changing, so I'd like your suggestions, teams, of any new definitions you've noticed recently. Graham, you can start. Biosphere, to purchase a ball. <laughs> Jim? Specimen, Italian astronauts. <laughs> Barry? Typhoon, tea that gives you wind. <laughs> <laughs> Rob? Arson. <laughs> <laughs> to sit. <laughs> Emotions, virtual dumps. <laughs> Ransom, a half-hearted jog. 
iconoclastic, a rubber band for securing religious paintings. <laughs> Foxglove, basil brush. <laughs> optical, uh, optical, to giggle during surgery. <laughs> <laughs> Shag pile. <laughs> An experience both painful and pleasant. <laughs> we'll take your word for it, Barry. <laughs> Stifle. No room at the pig's home. <laughs> Otter. Nice weather in Yorkshire. <laughs> Pulpit. What to do with a Geoffrey Archer novel? OK, the teams are going to sing along now with some well-known discs in the round called Pick-Up Song. Samantha. Samantha is now poised at the record desk, ready to give the discs a spin. You should sing along, teams, until at my signal, Samantha turns the volume down. If, when the music returns, you're within a gnat's quaver of the original, I'll be awarding points. And points mean if you get too many, you'll lose your driving licence. It is. This week's prize is sure to delight every handicraft enthusiast who enjoys making their own Chinese food. It's this lovely set of knitting noodles. <laughs> Barry, you're to start. I'd oh. like you to accompany Conway Twitty singing It's Only Make Believe. People see us everywhere They think you really care but myself I can't deceive I know it's only make-believe My one and only prayer Is that someday you care My hopes, my dreams come true My one and only you no one will ever know how much I love you so. My only prayer will be someday you care for me, but it's only me. Come on, Conway. What? The aptly named Twitty. Where was he? Your next Tim, I'd like you to accompany the Arctic Monkeys singing I Bet You Look Good on the Dance Floor. Stop making the eyes at me and I'll stop making eyes at you. And what is it surprises me and I don't really want you to. Your shoulders are frozen, cold as the night. You're, you're an explosion. Your name isn't real, but I don't care for sand. And lighting the fuse might result in a bang, ba ba bang, 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 go. I bet that you look good on the dance floor. Don't know if you're looking for romance, or I don't know what you're looking for. Well, I bet that you look good on the dance floor. Dancing. You now, Graham, would you accompany Guy Mitchell singing Singing the Blues? Oh, sad song. 
that I'd ever lose your love, dear. Why you do me this way? Oh, well, I never felt more like crying all night. <laughs> Everything wrong and nothing ain't right without you. You got me singing the blues. The moon and stars no longer shine. The dream is gone, I thought was mine. There's nothing left for me to do. The cry I over you. Finally, would you, Rob, please accompany Tom Jones singing Delilah? <laughs> I saw the light on the night that I passed by her window. I saw the flickering shadows of love on her blind. She was my woman As she deceived me I watched and went out of my mind My, my, my Delilah Why, why, why Delilah I could see That girl was no good for me <laughs> But I was lost like the slave That no to throw all these back now. <laughs> Those Y fronts were mine, too. Right. <laughs> the teams are going to indulge us with their acting skills now in a game called Sound Charades. This is roughly based... This is roughly based on the erstwhile TV favourite Give Us a Clue, where teams mime the titles of films or books against a strict time limit. In the original, the teams performed in silence and the audience went wild with enthusiasm. <laughs> our, version is, our version is exactly the same. <laughs> except for the bit about the teams being silent. And the bit about the audience being silent. <laughs> The undisputed master of the game was Lionel Blair. <laughs> his live performances were always loudly praised by his teammates. Eunice Tubbs recalls listening through the dressing room wall as Christopher Biggins and Melvin Hayes were still gushing ten minutes after Lionel blew them away on tour. <laughs> Tim and Rob, you're to start, please, and your title will shortly be displayed to the audience via the laser display screen. For listeners at home, here's the mystery voice. The Dirty Dozen. The Dirty Dozen. It's, um, 
It's a film. It is. How many words? Well, three words. Okay. You and said, it... well, three words. Was there a doubt there? I like to sow a seed of doubt. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Good, good point, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bloody allotment you've just done. <laughs> okay, it goes like this. Bryden? Yes, sir. Don't do that. Sorry, sir. And that goes for the other 11 of you. Would this be set in a jury room? <laughs> the dirty ju- dozen. Yeah. <laughs> a jury room. Oh. Right, your turn, Barry and Graham. Your title's now being exhibited on the laser display board, and here again is the mystery voice for listeners at home. House. House. TV. TV. One, one word. But one word. TV, one word. Yes. Here it is. On its own, 26. <laughs> Lucky for some, number eight. <laughs> Two fat ladies, 17. <laughs> Bingo! <laughs> oh, I know what it is. I know what it is. Oh, no. Sh- should I say or should I draw it out a bit? Um... <laughs> Draw it out for about half an hour and then... All right. Is it it Jeeves and Worcester? (laughs) You're half right. (laughs) One word. Well, yeah, I'm drawing it out. (laughs) It's House with Hugh Laurie. He's spinning it out. House, yes. (laughs) We call the next game Word for Word. It's a word game. (laughs) You know... I'm fascinated by words and how differently they can be used to express quite complex issues, such as dark matter, for instance. According to my Daily Telegraph, which I glimpsed this morning when I was pouring litter into the cat tray, (laughs) dark matter is not made of protons and neutrons, has no charge, and contains 10 to the power of 23 particles per cubic centimeter. Whereas, according to the Daily Star, Chantelle denies she's had a boob job. (laughs) In word for word, each team takes it in turn to exchange a series of words which should have no possible connection. Barry and Graham, you can start exchanging unrelated words while Tim and Rob should listen carefully and challenge to take over if they detect a connection. I'll be back in a minute. (laughs) Off Off you go, Barry and Graham. Moose. Bollard. Shampoo. Dilatory. Conditioner. (laughs) Fecund. Hair. A hair out of Graham drops off every fecund. (laughs) It's very unlucky, but he still looks very good, I reckon. Hmm. Shall we pick up now, Hump? Pick what up? This little bit of disaster that's fallen on the ground. (laughs) Yeah, go on. Sorry. Dissolute. Tent. Skimp. Leave. Skimp, leave. Hmm. 60s rock band. (laughs) Red Jarkright and Skimp, leave. You must remember that. What was their big hit? Uh, You can't put Willie where Willie won't go. (laughs) 
That was Can before my time, Barry, but carry on. <laughs> carry on, Rob. <laughs> Carriage. Poultry. Railway. Lamprey. Graham. They carry a lot of poultry on the railways. Is that as in poultry? Yeah. Sort of Welsh pronunciation? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, they All don't, right, Graham. They don't well, uh, I'll accept that. They carry a paltry amount of poultry on the railways. Oh, yeah. That's what yeah. I meant to say. Yeah. Whose turn? As I said five minutes ago, it's your turn, Graham. I accepted your, <laughs> I accepted your very uh, intelligent... Sounding like Nicholas Parsons. <laughs> Hesitation. Over, I've come over all Nicholas Parsons. <laughs> <laughs> That's a story I don't wish to hear. <laughs> You're seeing him in a whole new light now, <laughs> aren't you? <laughs> When this happens, you bite the inside of your cheek. That's <laughs> uh, what Nicholas told you. I'll <laughs> <laughs> oh, go on, shall I? Yes. Carry on, Rob. <laughs> oh. Carpet. Tangerine. X-ray. Scrumptious. Graham. Barry. Tan Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone in the audience? <laughs> I see it's the handy hints section of the show next. <laughs> but first we need to correct a slight misunderstanding that crept in the last time we did this. We have to apologise to all those listeners who were visited by the RSPCA after we said that moles can be scared out of your garden by sticking wine bottles in their holes. We, of course, meant the holes they make in the lawn. <laughs> this week's queries come from our female listeners. So, teams, your advice, please, for these problems posed by the ladies. I'm going to read them out. Rob, you can start. Can you help this lady listener? My face tends to become shiny in hot weather. Is there anything I can do about this? Move to Swansea. <laughs> The answer is, make it look deliberate. Wear lip gloss and sheen on your eyelids. What magazine is this coming from? <laughs> this is a tricky query for you, Graham. I'm concerned that my bust is a little too large. Is there a good way to draw attention away from it? Yes, grow a beard. <laughs> the answer is, wear a very simple plain white shirt. Barry, how about this? How can I ensure my lipstick lasts longer? Just do one lip. <laughs> the answer is powder your lips before applying the lipstick. And finally, Tim, how can I stop men staring at my cleavage? I'm sorry, what did you say? The answer is avoid busy patterns, large prints, and patch pockets. <laughs> Here are some for any of you to have a go at. I have a square face and find buying hats difficult. What do you suggest? A small cardboard box and a feather.
The answer is buy a wide-brimmed hat. It will suit you best. What about this? Have you any hints for a flatter stomach? Cut down on the pies, Porky. <laughs> the answer is try pulling in your tummy muscles every time you walk through a door. I have to do that anyway. <laughs> I'm embarrassed about my short, stumpy legs. Is there any way I can give the impression of having longer legs? Say to people, I'm further away than you think. <laughs> The answer is choose skirts and trousers with a small slit up the side. It gives the illusion of length and slenderness. I remember that. And another. Is there a secret, is there a secret to making my bust look larger than it is? Say to people, I'm further away than... The answer is, dust a bit of blusher. It sounds like a song. Dust a bit of blusher on your... <laughs> All together now. <laughs> OK, Colin. Dust a bit of blusher on your cleavage. Dust a bit of blusher on your cleavage. That's the way. <laughs> How about this one? What's the best way to wash jade? Strap it to the roof of a Volvo and... <laughs> and reverse into the car wash. <laughs> the answer is occasionally and in soapy warm water. It's music time now. With... <laughs> it's music time again now with Swanee Kazoo. This is where the teams combine the soothing lilt of the Swanee whistle with the startling rasp of the kazoo. Piano accompaniment will be provided by Colin Sell. Students of music history may be interested to learn that Colin often used to produce muddy waters. <laughs> and what a popular exam subject Colin is at the Rare Diseases Unit. <laughs> Tim and Rob, you can start, and I'd like you to provide us with the rendition of The Entertainer, to feature Rob Bryden on the kazoo and Tim Brooke Taylor on the swanny whistle. happen if you mated an owl with a chicken? <laughs> you now, Barry and Graham, I'd like you to provide us with a rendition of tequila to feature Barry Cryer on the kazoo and Graham Garden on the swanny whistle.
Well, ladies and gentlemen, all good things must come to an end, so we carry on with a round of builders. <laughs> so we, we carry on with a round of builders film club. Samantha has to nip out now as she has a man coming around to insulate her roof space. Samantha says she's looking forward to the warm glow she'll have when she's got felt laid down in the loft. <laughs> So while she's away enjoying that, I'll ask the teams to suggest movie titles that would suit an audience drawn from the building trade. You can start this one, Rob. Um, nine to five. Yeah, right. <laughs> Estimating Rita. <laughs> Bum Krakatoa, Easter Job. <laughs> the best lintel warehouse in Texas. <laughs> Doctor, no way I can start till a week Thursday. <laughs> Crouching builder, hidden charges. <laughs> Plasterer and commander. <laughs> Some like it hot, two sugars, any biscuits, love? <laughs> Midnight cowboy builders with dust sheet Hoffman. <laughs> the subsidence adventure. Pillar Talk, starring Rock Hudson and Iris J. <laughs> Catch me working if you can. <laughs> Bring me the hod of Alfredo Garcia. And so, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> that's the end of the show, and indeed this series. Aww. But I'll run through all the high points of the last six weeks in a moment. Actually, it won't take nearly as long as that. <laughs> so, from Samantha, the teams, myself, and the fine folk of Halifax, it's goodbye. Barry Cryer, Graham Garden, Tim Brooke Taylor, and Rob Brighton have been given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme consultant was Ian Pattinson, the producer was John Naismith. <laughs>